the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. King Charles III has been crowned in Westminster Abbey. The symbolic peak of the two-hour service came halfway through when Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, placed the solid gold St. Edward's crown on Charles's head. Trumpets sounded and gun salutes were fired across the UK. God save the king! In a change to the ancient rite, Charles had scrapped the traditional moment at the end of the service when nobles are asked to kneel and pledge their loyalty to the king. Instead, Welby invited everyone in the abbey to swear true allegiance to the monarch. Charles Tuladesma, London. And this is SRN News. This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. The Senate Judiciary Committee takes aim at the Supreme Court. Committee Chair Dick Durbin. Ethics cannot simply be left to the discretion of the nation's highest court. All this and more. Join us for our program. Sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11. Here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Help defend AM radio. For more than a century, AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. AM radio has more than 80 million listeners each month. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. Your weather forecast for this evening, low around 57 degrees, cloudy skies for the overnight, possible showers and thunderstorms into your overnight as well. Sunday, partly sunny, high around 73 degrees. It's AM 1280 The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Start at 3 o'clock on Saturdays with the new guy, Jack Tomzak. He, of course, with his cast of thousands, documents where the bodies are buried in Minnesota politics. It's always a fascinating listen. Uh, move on to Sunday. Sunday, uh, 1 o'clock, with Brad Carlson, the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And by the way, he's got a great show coming up tomorrow. I'm not going to go into details, but I had a chat with him last night, actually at an Elephant in the Room gig, where he held forth with his rendition of <clears throat> Bust a Move. You heard that right. Uh, <laughs> you haven't lived till you see Brad Carlson do Bust a Move. Oh, much more on that later on in the hour. Anyway, he'll be back in his native element tomorrow uh, with a show that I'm honestly looking forward to. I mean, I always look forward to Brad's show, but this one in particular covers a story. (sighs) Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Tune in, Brad, tomorrow. Of course, King Banyan, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. And, of course, wrapping up the week with The Headliner. Uh, Actually, The Closer, technically, is the end of the the broadcast week, but that's fine. Uh, I am The Headliner, Mitch Berg. Uh, but I've been writing shot in the dark info, by the way, my blog for 21 years and change right now. And it's where I put, well, first of all, it's where I do most of my show prep. Let's be honest. I mean, it's, it's the, the news of the week pops up in the blog from Monday through Friday, and then it pops up on the show on Saturday. It's the best show prep there is. It's also where I put things from the show that are worthy of your attention. For starters, almost every week. I will put up the, the song list because I've had more than one person say we have the best bumper music uh, 
in talk radio, not just in the Twin Cities metro, not just up in the upper Midwest, in the universe. It is that good. And uh, we also post links to anything uh, on the show that might be of interest to you where you might not have caught the address or the phone number or the the website or the first time around. I post links and phone numbers, as I have, by the way, to Preborn. Uh, great pleasure talking with Scott Wilder just now. And, yeah, this – you, you I, I knew this was going to be important when you start seeing the left, big left, plutocrats with deep pockets ponying up to create nonprofits – to go after crisis pregnancy centers. Now, this is aside from the people who are blowing them up, who are vandalizing them, who are breaking in and trashing them, uh, because they're, they, they know that this is, I mean, whether they know it or not, basically uh, crisis pregnancy centers and groups like Preborn take money from their bottom line. And that, it's, it's like taking the mob's money. There's nothing the mob will forgive uh, less uh, than you you taking their money that's supposed to be going to them. I mean, Big Left is kind of like an organized crime syndicate in that respect. But let's 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 talk about a few other things that are happening here as well. Uh, by the way, shotinthedark.info is uh, is my blog for those of you who are not already acquainted. So, news came out this past week. Minneapolis, Minneapolis had a counterintuitive bit of news. I should point this out. The morning news this past week has had a number of your typical morning news TV packages where you have a reporter saying, well, it's like uh, we had some surprising results in downtown Minneapolis. Things are covered right along. And it coincides usually with a public relations campaign from from Mayor Fry uh, trying to say, yep, yep, things are humming right along in downtown Minneapolis. You you recall this right, right after the riots. During the uh, as Minneapolis was was bottoming out, I mean, to the extent that it's not bottoming out now, uh, saying, "Hey, I've got friends sending me messages from bars with photos of, of bars packed full of people," and because they were probably the only bars left that you could go to. Everything else is closing back. I mean, just look at the list of. <sighs> I spent the last ten years, actually eleven years now, meeting friends for happy hour from a, from a former job, and we used to go to places uptown. Because it's kind of fun to go uptown, and it's kind of central to uh, the parties involved. And every single bar we went to, with one exception, is gone now. All of them. And and a lot of us are not real thrilled about the idea of parking down in uptown just to see what may have replaced it, if anything. And some of them, there's nothing. Some of them, there's something new there, and... and worst case, nothing comes back. Best case, it gentrifies and gets to be way too expensive. Uh, for the for the locals, which of course Uptown's been doing for a generation anyway. But anyway, the the public relations campaign continues, and, and given that most Twin Cities news organizations are generally serve at least part time as public relations flax for the the DFL government, they're participating. Say, hey, well, things are coming along in downtown Minneapolis. All sorts of reasons to come back downtown. Uh, uh, so actual results did come back this past week. Minnesota, Minneapolis ranked 59th out of 63 cities in terms of a loss of foot traffic since 2019. Now, that's not a good 59th out of 60. That's fourth from the bottom. Researchers, by the way, this is uh, reported in Axios, researchers essentially treated smartphones. Basically, they're, they're looking for the number of smartphone signals being picked up uh, from smartphone antennas and triangulated, uh, having their locations triangulated in, in uh, or not even triangulating, you're just picking up the number of smartphone or cell phone pings off of transmitter and rece- receiver towers in downtown Minneapolis. They treat smartphones and other mobile devices as a proxy for their owners, which is not a bad proxy. I mean, how many people don't have smartphones now? One might suspect the ratio of people to the total uh, population that has smartphones is up rather than down in the last four years. Anyway, if a device pings a nearby cell tower, it's a good bet that there is a human attached to that phone. The downtown council, by the way, uh, is saying that it's all a matter of remote work and of perceptions. Quoting uh, Axios, downtown council CEO Steve Kramer told Axios, 
The largest downtown employer pre-pandemic, Target has no in-person requirements and, let's be honest, no plans to reinstate them. The perception of public safety is another factor, Kramer said. Our downtown is a lot more safe than many of the downtowns that get measured on these indexes. But then you have to factor in perception, and we've been battling that. Yeah, you've been battling that. And beyond just battling the perception, you're battling the fact that that people believe you're lying about the perception. Now, if you're and, and by the way, the, twin, the the Minneapolis media is four square behind this idea. It's just really not all that bad. And, and I, I'll, I'll level with you all. I mean, I, I, I know a fair number of my conservative friends who live in greater Minnesota or in the exurbs who, who act as if downtown Minneapolis is like escape from New York, like it's on fire all the time, like 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 you're, there's bullets flying around. I, I went to a, a show at the Dakota Monday night. I went to see Richard Thompson do a fairly incredible show at the uh, at, at the Dakota Bar downtown, 10th and uh, Nicola. It's a wonderful venue, probably my favorite place to go to see a show. Uh, a musical show in the Twin Cities. It probably seats about 400 people. Fairly intimate little place. And if you get in early, you can usually get seats up front for not too much. By not too much, I mean compared to, was it, the Aerosmith tickets are running 400 bucks a pop these days. I think they were talking 400 bucks for Springsteen tickets. Uh, kills me. At any rate, it's, it's a great place to see a show. And like any city at any time you take care uh you you watch where you're going you you pay attention to your surroundings and you're generally okay i mean it's the truth you're generally okay i mean i ran the numbers a while ago your odds of being victimized in minneapolis anywhere in minneapolis on any given day by a property or violent crime are 1 in 4000 1 in 4000 per day now that varies widely by where you are and where you're there and, and when you're there. For example, if you're in Linden Hills at noon on a Wednesday, your odds of being victimized by a property or violent crime are extremely low. Like Birdsville low. And if you're up on Plymouth and Sheridan at midnight on a Saturday morning, your odds of being victimized are pretty high. Considerably worse than one in four thousand. But those odds are about twice as bad, alternately half as good, as they were as recently as 2016. Remember, in 2022, Minneapolis had as many, 2021, 2022, both. Minneapolis had as many murders in the city as the entire state had had in 2016. So when you're snooty, entitled, progressive, 20-something urban liberals who, by the way, invariably live in urban life theme parks like Marcy Holmes or Crocus Hill or or Southwest. Uh, say, hey, it's really, you must live in the burbs and think Applebee's is fine dining. Uh, they're lying as well. I mean, downtown may not be all that bad. Uh, by In the great scheme of things, you can get through downtown, go to a show, and get out if you take a little bit of care without getting your car jacked, without getting vandalized, it's just the odds are nowhere near as good as they were. And all of the blandishments of the media and all of the safety shaming of the smug little white liberals from Marcy Holmes and Lyndon Hills, David Brower, notwithstanding, your odds are nowhere near as good as they used to be. And people know it. And they are rational actors in, in their own safety. And they're staying away from downtown. And, and your odds of, I mean, your odds are still good. I mean, I've been town down many times in the last several years since things reopened. And I've never had a problem. To my knowledge, never been close to a problem. But I'm a lot more careful than I used to be. Five years ago, I worked in downtown Minneapolis. I thought nothing of finishing up a day at the office down by City Hall, walking down to the Dakota after dark checking out a show, walking up to the train, taking the train home to the midway, and walking home at 11, 12 at night. Now, I'm a six-foot-five guy, 
and I may or may not have some, well, before all my guns fell in the lake, obviously. Now, now they've done that, so there's not a, that's not going to work. But still, I would not do that now. I'm afraid of the city. No, I don't live in Fridley. I don't think Apple, all due respect to Applebee's, I, I have other places I like. So curb, curb your stereotypes. But... A, people are rational actors in their own self-defense for their own protection. B, we have been lied to, and I'm going to talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Yes, we will also go to the phones in a little bit. Stick around. By the way, give us a call, 651-289-4488, or join us at hashtag NarnShow on uh, Twitter, Gab, MeWe, Getter, but not Mastodon. Go nowhere. in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's huge warehouse sale. Save up to 33 to 66%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's huge warehouse sale. It only happens once a year. Save up to 33 to 66%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. This is a limited-time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana and St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Hard water harms your pipes, causes clothes to fade faster, and your skin to be dry. Protect yourself with a wet technology water softener from Commerce Water. Commerce will give you $400 for your old softener and haul it away. Go to Commerce.com, Commerce Water, that's Commerce.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, now there's a move out there to abolish the AM radio band and turn all that bandwidth over to, I don't know, more selfies for the DFL, I guess. AM radio is a key part of America's communications, not least of which during emergencies. And where are you going to go? Listen to the music station when there's a tornado warning? When there's a flash flood expected? What? What are you, nuts? You'd be a DFLer to believe that kind of thing. No. Write the federal communications. We go to am12athepatriot.com. We we got some things you can do to to help protect the AM radio band that brings us to you. 651-289-4488. So I bring you two 
two contrasting stories, actually three contrasting stories. The first one we talked about, the local morning news drones and some other local talk radio drones saying, hey, it's really not all that bad downtown. Uh, it, in complete abeyance of the, the knowledge of the of the crime stats, which, yes, have gotten arguably better in the last, yeah, what's it, Janice Shortle from CARE 11 said, hey, year over year, uh, homicides are way down. Well, yeah, they're way down from two record years, two years that were as bad as the Murderapolis years. They're down from there. So let's see. If they're down... From a year when the homicide rate was triple what it was seven years ago, by half, that means it's still 150% what it was seven years ago. Does anybody see the problem here? Anyway, uh, another story that the morning news people, so that's story number one. I mean, they're they're lying to you, or at least sugarcoating the reality of uh, crime in the city to you. Second of all, They presented the story that 45 Minneapolis gang members and associates have been indicted by the feds. Uh, And by the way, this is presented as good news. Hey, someone's tackling the crime issue in Minneapolis. This is, in fact, I mean, and by the way, these 45 gang members are people with enough criminal records to, to break your printer, folks. And, And make no mistake about it, getting mobsters off the street is a good start. But this is also a really bad sign. The fact that we've got to go to the feds to do this. This is because the job of getting local gangbangers off the street is Minneapolis's job. It's Hennepin County's job. It's the state of Minnesota's job. Now, what does it mean that the feds are doing it? It means that Jacob Fry won't have to answer personally to the progressive goon squad that is after his political scalp because he's not progressive enough. It means that Mary Moriarty doesn't have to try to explain to the, quote, progressives, end quote, who, let's be honest, own her, why she's uh, rounding up gangsters because gangsters are the victims, after all, and Mary Moriarty, well, in the world from which Mary Moriarty springs. She's already gotten so much flack over letting the murderer, uh, a murderer off with probation. She doesn't need any more uh, of these uh, on her docket. Oh, by the way, it's also why uh, Governor Klink doesn't have to take flack from the progressives that really control him. I mean, you can see the wires attached to, to, to Ken Martin and to Peggy Flanagan whenever he his lips flap back and forth. Uh, to put it another way, and to put it accurately, it's cowardice. It's cowardice and political expediency. It's easier to let the feds do the hard job of, of trying to, to get gangbangers, especially the, the, the leading gangbangers, off the streets. And, and, and it's not a bad idea. I mean, if you if you cut off the root of the gang, there's going to be fewer people to give orders to the underlings for a while. I mean, unless something, and and by the way, this is not different, not significantly different from the strategy that started the process of cleaning Minneapolis's streets up in the 1990s during the murder Apples years. I mean, taking down Plukey Duke, uh, the leader of, I believe, the Disciples back then. Uh, did a huge service in in starting the process of cleaning up Minneapolis. It was necessary. It was also done by Minneapolis back then. <laughs> Minneapolis, even in the days of Sharon Zales Belton, the government of Minneapolis knew who the good guys and the bad guys were. You think Jacob Fry knows who the good guys are? He 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 doesn't have. He does not have the intestinal fortitude to buck the city's progressive. Majority, the base to which he answers. You think Mary Moriarty is going to tackle the gangs? No, she won't. The progressive mob will have her head on a pike. Governor Waltz, he serves solely at the pleasure of the progressive mob. The progress to the progressive mob, you are the problem. And I, I mentioned that because 
This cowardice is endemic throughout all public life, especially in Minneapolis, but really Minnesota, to the point that they have to kick one of government's jobs, city, county, and state government's few unambiguously legitimate jobs upstairs to the feds. And we'll tie this in with downtown in a moment here, but let's go uh, to the phones. St. Louis Park, Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the air. Mitch, I just full spot on about the crime. But when you earlier mentioned about the stats, how Minneapolis is, and you mentioned the stats, how my perception might be uh, worse than actuality, yeah. the stats you talked about in your first segment, it reminded me of the study show. Every time I read study show, and I finally just in, investigated that. They're talking about minority kids do better with black teachers. I invested the study show quote. It was a criteria that was completely agenda-driven with flawed criteria from a leftist professor from the University of Missouri. So the study show was a complete fraud. Yes. The, earlier, the early stats you were talking about, I would guarantee you that doesn't co- count harassment, uh, uh, panhandlers. Uh, when you just walk down to the Skyway, Miss, you can be harassed two or three times. Yeah. So your earlier stats, and I don't mean to you know, argue with you on those stats, uh, I don't think they're the full picture. In fact, oh, I know they don't. they're not. No, that, I know that, they're not. I'm that, sorry that, to tell you that. I, just, no, I, I, not. I don't disagree. That's just one vector, by the way. Thanks, as always, for your call, Mark. That's just one data point. I mean, cell phone numbers downtown are 40% what they were four years ago. And that out of 63 cities measured, Minneapolis is number 59. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The harassment, if you're not... I have not been harassed in downtown Minneapolis. I've also been pretty selective about where I go and how I go. I mean, I go to the Dakota. I drive up LaSalle to get to the LaSalle ramp underneath Dayton, what used to be Dayton's. I take the Dayton's exit uh, in that parking ramp. So it's not the public ramp. It's the uh, the part that's locked off for Dayton's or that building anyway. It's pretty darn secure. I take the elevator straight up to the Skyway. I walk right over to the building where the Dakota's at and I retrace that route going out. Because yes, Nicollet Mall is full of panhandlers and you're going to get harassed. And I just, I'm not, I'm not with that. <sighs> And that apparently makes me a horrible person because that's been something in the headlines here lately, too, that ties in with this. There's this narrative going on out there that's dealing with panhandlers and mentally ill people having breakdowns, sometimes violently, and even a little bit of crime to expect otherwise is just a form of privilege. It it echoes what former Minneapolis City Council President Lisa Bender said, expecting public safety is a privilege. Expecting to be on public transit without being harassed, without being groped, without being panhandled, without being threatened is just your privilege talking. We'll, we'll talk about that, but let's go one more time to the phones. Somewhere in Colorado, John, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh- and uh, I lived in Minnesota for many years, and I left that St. Paul, Minneapolis, uh, cowardly area. Now I'm down in Cannon City, Colorado. Right. And today they're having a parade through town. And I'm going to tell you quickly what's going on. That parade has every family waving a flag, most children waving a flag, and people behaving civilly. Yep. That's what is happening here. In the Twin Cities, you can have it. Uh, they, the voters are cowards and the politicians are liars. I'll tell you and something, John. I don't just... In a place where people are, are decent. Where the institutions of family, faith, community, all the institutions Thank that you. keep a society together are still relatively intact. Now, they're trying to change that in Colorado. Make no mistake. But a place like Cannon City, oh. they have a chance to survive in a way that they haven't here. I, I got to tell you, I, I love that part of Colorado. There are times, I think, perhaps you made the right idea, but I half Viking and a quarter Lowland Scots white trash, and my people fight just for the pure fun of fighting, so I'm going to stick this out, but uh, best of luck. Have a happy parade, John. Uh, All the best, as always. Uh, We'll talk about that. We talked about it last week. We'll come back to it in the near future here. So, I bring this up, because with all of the yak, and by the way, thanks for your call all the way from Colorado. It's a pleasure to hear people outside the metro. This is awesome to hear. Uh, Pass the word. (laughs) Love to hear from you. Uh, Even among all of that, 
all the, the palaver about how public safety is privilege and downtown really ain't that bad. And it's really coming right along. There's another story that the Twin Cities media has avoided. I mean, you, you come up with stories of actual violence. Uh, there was a story that came up in Crime Watch Minneapolis. Uh, some participants in the stomping uh, report that there were three different episodes, multiple episodes of crowds of teenagers. And I think these teenagers are, uh, as we call them, the face of white supremacy, stomping on a, a appears to be a male on the ground, just stomping the bejeebers out of him. And and this is in the evening in Dinkytown, which for those of you outside the Twin Cities is the neighborhood, the largely student run, uh, student run, student focused businesses around the University of Minnesota. It's always been a little sketchy, but not actively, actively violent for the most part. Not a word. It's all safe in Minneapolis unless you happen to be the person who gets stomped within an inch of your life by a random pack of, we have to presume they're white supremacists. Don't let the settled concrete around and in your home be a problem any longer. Hi, I'm John Lamore, owner of Expert Concrete Raising. We use a high-density polyurethane foam to lift and fill the voids beneath your sidewalk, driveway, patio, and more. It's a permanent, non-invasive solution that uses a much smaller drilled hole than your typical mud jacking repair. With over 18 years of experience, we are your go-to for concrete lifting. Fix your uneven concrete today. For a free estimate, contact your professionals at expertconcreteraising.com. That's expertconcreteraising.com. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. We expect our information in real time. U.S. Med carries continuous glucose monitors, which provide real-time readings of blood glucose levels. U.S. Med is an approved provider for Medicare and over 500 private insurers. So call 800-730-8405 today for a free insurance and Medicare benefits check. As easy as... That's 800-730-8405. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life AcrossAmerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Hey, don't forget, you can stand with Israel, a 10-day adventure featuring Sebastian, uh, Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, AM1280ThePatriot.com. Why, yes, I did see Richard Thompson Monday. Why did you ask? 651-289-4488, the number to call. Yeah, I did make it to downtown Minneapolis, and I made it out alive. But watching the, the comments on the social media posting of the, the group of young fellas 
stomping, apparently stomping someone. There, there were questions about the authenticity, whether or not it was an actual stomping, whether people just a bunch of people clowning on camera. Uh, it's possible. But on the other hand, there were quite a number of legitimate assaults actually reported. We don't know whether this is one of them or not. The fact is, it's entirely plausible. It could entirely be a matter of fake but accurate, much as I hate to say. But, the, and and by the way, Walter Hudson uh, posted this, and you've got the usual crowd of people say, hey, you're out in your comfortable suburban house. Uh, what are you doing about it? Like, well, I live in the Midway, bucko. What's he wrong about? I mean, sh- show us some... A- yeah, I, I love that one. Hey, you look, I've talked about that already in the show here. It's just it's the dumbest comeback if you're a progressive of all. So you, live, you don't live in the city. Well, I do. So you were saying? But this, this, this is the part that really, really gets me, this idea that you have a current in American society who right now who says, especially urban blue city society, who says, well, just having a little bit of endemic violence and... Uh, homeless people, they call them unhoused, but you know, homeless people with mental illness issues roaming around, uh, defecating on the trains, assaulting people at random, uh, shooting up. By the way, our good friend Sean Holster has been doing a great job of documenting uh, life on the blue line. Uh, the blue line, by the way, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, documenting life on the blue line uh, on the mor- his morning commute lately. I mean, people... Dropping the proverbial deuce in the aisles, people passed out, overdosing, uh, assaults happening, brawls happening, people shooting up. I mean, it. I mean, I talked about these myself five years ago when I was riding trains every day. I mean, stepping in puddles that turned out were not apple juice. If you catch my drift, at seven in the morning, uh, stepping around puddles of vomit on the on the platforms tiptoeing around people who were passed out in the seats. And this was during the relatively lazy, crazy, hazy days of five years ago when things were far less out of control than they are today. Well, this this current in society right now that says, this is just part of life in the city, and to expect otherwise is just your privilege talking. Uh, to which the, the legitimate reply is, yeah, the privilege I have every right to expect as a productive tax-paying member of a community. It's an expectation that's part of being in a community. And community, as I was talking about with uh, our friend from Colorado before the break, the sense of being in a community and having some pride and connection to your community is one of those things that prevents, helps, at least forestall societies from breaking down completely, which, by the way, is what you're seeing in Blue America today. And some parts of Red America, too, by the way. But let's focus on Blue America since we're in Minnesota. This is is what the, the erosion of expectations is one of many social conventions and customs that's been swept away. By, by the complete erasure of all tradition, of all, of all custom, of all norms lately. And it's opened the door to be filled in by what you see in Dinkytown. People being stomped and assaulted. People, uh, the, the, the carnage, uh, not carnage, the violence going on on our trains, on our buses. The fact that Metro Transit drivers are, are putting in for hazard pay. Hazard pay. And you've got the plush bottom yoo-hoos of the progressive upper middle class white minority saying, well, it's just something you have to expect when you live in a big city. We've been down this road before, by the way. New York in the 1960s and 1970s had a similar complete breakdown in public order, fostered, by the way, by the same crowd of progressives, maybe not quite as toxic Perhaps a little more moderated than they are today, but the same basic idea. People can, we, we have no way of regulating people's behaviors. So we're just going to let them do it. It's unjust to regulate people's behavior anyway. So New York in the 60s and 70s, by the mid-70s, it turned into, really into the 1980s, turned into the most dangerous city in America. 2,000 murders a year 
or more in in New York City with a clearance rate that was just microscopic. I mean, it's carnage. Entire parts of New York City were uninhabitable. Entire entire neighbor, uh, neighborhoods like uh, Mott Haven, I want to say that's in the Bronx, maybe Brooklyn, Beverage Stuyvesant, and other places that are gentrified to the point of being unaffordable today were block after block after block of empty buildings back then because rent control made it impossible to break even running an honest low-income apartment building. You you couldn't break even. And so you'd go default default on your taxes. You couldn't make enough in rent to, to catch up with maintenance, much less taxes. It was cheaper to abandon the building, and they did. And crime exploded. New York in the 60s and 70s was sodden with graffiti. It was a shooting gallery all over the place. It's fair to say gangs dominated life in the Bronx, large swaths of Brooklyn. Much, much worse than Minneapolis today. It took Rudy Giuliani and a whole lot of people deciding that someone had to take a stand and government government and New Yorkers needed to reestablish those boundaries that communities, functional communities, actually exert on people by saying, no, in fact, we law-abiding citizens who pay the taxes, who go to work, who provide the productive life of this city, do pay for the privilege of not being accosted, of not being mugged. But at the low point, you had in, in the 70s, early 80s, you had New Yorkers saying it's best just to carry a decoy wallet with 10 bucks in it. Not too little money because uh, a, a guy who a mugger who's high enough doesn't get enough money from you. They might just stab you out of revenge for not giving them enough money. Keep your real wallet hidden somewhere else, but bring a decoy wallet. And expect to get mugged. It's just part of life in the big city. And it all happened until 1984, by the way. I think I think you start seeing an inflection point in 84 when uh, a group of th- uh, young men accosted an electrician named Bernard Getz in the subway. Getz had been mugged many times, as had most, had, as had many New Yorkers at that point. He was packing. He had a three fifty-seven, uh, thirty-eight special, I believe it was. He shot a couple of them, crippled one of them. Uh, and it did, didn't end great for him, but it could have been worse. And it brought out, it really exposed the fissures in, in New York City life among people who said, well, it's, it's wrong to go after these oppressed, the same sort of thing you hear from the woke crowd today. It's, uh, these people are just lacking opportunities. And... Another arguably larger faction in New York civic life who said, yeah, you know what? We're the ones who are supposed to be able to live in the city, not the criminals. And it led eventually to the election of Rudy Giuliani, who at the time was an extremely capable, competent, reputable lawyer who had put away a good chunk of the New York, New Jersey mob. He became elected mayor. He endorsed uh, policies and, and, and led an administration that cracked down on crime in ways that would probably exercise a whole lot of progressives today, but worked. Took New York City from being the most dangerous city in America when I first visited it to one of the safest by the 1990s. Because people decided that they were going to have their city back. I bring this up because around that point, there was an article that was published. It was published in in Public Interest magazine, a magazine that no longer exists. It was published 30 years ago this year by a fellow named Jeffrey Snyder. It's called A Nation of Cowards, and it makes the case specifically for shall issue, uh, issue of carry permits. By the way, issued at a time when fewer than a quarter of states were uh, shall issue. We, when Minnesota was 10 years away from having shall issue carry permitting, when you still had to get permission from law enforcement to be able to carry a, a firearm legally. But beyond that, the larger issue is Snyder pointed out that statements like you're hearing from columnists in the New York Times this past week saying in regarding to the the, the death of a homeless 
deeply mentally ill man who'd been assaulting people around in the New York subway for weeks, tried to push a woman out under the tracks for crying out loud. Uh, he got held in a, in, a, uh, in a submission hold by a, a young Marine veteran. He died of something. We don't know what yet. It will be politicized. The Marine, God help him. Uh, if I can find a legal defense fund, I'll publicize it. But Snyder makes the case that, and it's a great case, and I will post the link at Shot in the Dark down info when I get a moment here, that this whole notion of saying, oh, just part of living in a city is accepting a certain amount of crime and insanity and and, and people uh, people intruding in your space, that's cowardice. And at that time, we had become a nation of cowards, a nation of cowards who believed it's the police's job to protect you, that while your life is of inestimable value, a cop who makes $40,000 a year is, has a life that's perfectly well worth risking to protect yours. It's cowardice. Saying that it's privilege to expect to be safe in the city that, to whom you pay taxes is moral cowardice. It's intellectually vapid, but it's morally cowardly. And that's what we saw when Jacob Fry when Mary Moriarty, when Tim Waltz kicked the prosecution of Minneapolis's gang elite up to the feds. They are more afraid of the progressive base in this city than they are of the gangs and of the people who are getting mugged, shot, stomped, robbed, jacked, and otherwise deprived of the privilege of not being victimized. Let's go to the phones. Bloomington, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are live and on the air. Hey there. Uh, so, yeah, it has gotten worse. I used to live in the Midway when I was a child, and it just I, I'm scared to go downtown. I work downtown, but I just won't work down there driving bike taxi. It's yeah. just too scary and risky. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's, it's so. a lot more dangerous than it used to be. And, and again, it's not escape from New York. It's not even New York in the 1970s dangerous yet. But it's, getting there is a lot of short little steps. And I think it's safe to say the government in the Twin Cities is doing it all wrong. I mean, if you want to create Brooklyn circa 1975 out of Minneapolis, the city of Minneapolis, Hennepin County, and the state of Minnesota are doing it all right, exactly correctly so far, if that's actually their goal. If they're not trying to create that, I have to wonder, what is it they're doing differently? Let's take a break. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We will be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Epiphany Catholic School strives to grow your students' heart and mind to give students an education grounded in faith, knowledge, and virtue. Although educational styles change, the vision of faith-infused education never wavers. Epiphany is committed to forming students into saints and citizens for this world and the next. Epiphany Catholic School is located in Coon Rapids, serving students from pre-K through 8th grade. For more information, visit epiphanyschoolmn.org. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost seven percent of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. 
You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems a boot. Arby's Computer Service. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Big news in the world of music this past week. No mistaking that voice, Gordon Lightfoot. Had a 60-year, at 6-0-year, 60-year career as one of the most influential folk musicians. In fact, you can't really call him that. He transcended all the genres, really, when you come right down to it. I mean... He had covers of his songs in pretty much every genre you can imagine. Of course, folk, of course, country western. But Viola Willis did a disco cover of If You Could Read My Mind that hit the top of the charts for four weeks in 1980. Uh, The Replacements did a cover of one of his songs, I'm Not Saying, another great early song of his. So, for my money, by the way. This one, by the way, Summer Side of Life, far and away. My, I mean, not far and away. There's a huge number of choices of my favorite Gordon Lightfoot song. Hey, Mitch, I thought you said you were a punk rocker. You are correct, sir. I am, I was, I'm an unreconstructed rock and roll animal. And yet, from my teens and earlier to the present day, I always loved Gordon Lightfoot. What do you hear here? You hear gospel. You hear Hammond B3. You hear beauty. At his best, that's what he did. A hook you could hang a Canadian moose from if you wound up with a dead Canadian moose for some reason. Rest in peace, Gordon Lightfoot. Um, And by the way, speaking of music, and we're going to actually bring this back onto the main subject of this hour. When we uh, so stay with me here, uh, my band Elephant in the Room had a great gig last night. We've had two great weekends, I should say. We had a blast last night at the Coon Rapids VFW. We always have a great crowd there. That that seems to be one of our uh, biggest uh, drawing crowd uh, clubs, and they, they seem to like us. We're going to hopefully be back there again. Last Saturday night, we were at the Hopkins American Legion. Brand new for us. We'd never been there before. We I think we'll be back. We had a blast at the Hopkins Legion. And, of course, the night before that, a week ago Friday, Bloomington VFW had a great night there, too. We'll be back there again sometime, probably later on this summer. Now we've got a couple of weeks off, and honestly, I'm happy about it. I could use a couple of weekends to get stuff done around the house and not haul gear around up and downstairs and into bars and out and everything. But uh, we're going to have another gig comes uh, coming up June, 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 June 17th. At the Chester Bird American Legion in Golden Valley, it's going to be a benefit for the Hennepin County Sheriff's Association. It's uh, this is a, a event that used to be an annual fundraiser for the Sheriff's Association. It's a big deal. I mean, they used to draw a couple thousand people a year. This is the first year back since the pandemic, and since the George Floyd uh, riots and, and all of that episode. And it's they're coming back to a very different world 
than when they had their last uh, such outdoor party in 2019, where 2,000 people came out and and hung out and uh, participated in in the barbecue contest and uh, listened to some great music, watched the fireworks, and contributed to the Hennepin County Sheriff's Association to help recruit new sheriff's deputies and uh, train new deputies, the people who, you know, work in public safety in, in Hennepin County. Uh, this first time back, and the atmosphere's changed. It's hard to get young people to, to think about a career in law enforcement. They are, you, know, you, you have people talking about having been in uh, academy, uh, uh, having having had one Four, four, I think is, is I think one I heard was like four hundred applications for ten uh, for forty spots or maybe ten spots in the Hennepin County Sheriff's uh, training class. Uh, the numbers are wrong, but the proportions are right. Uh, go, down, gone, gone down to they're barely filling all the slots they need. This is going to be an important event uh, fundraiser for the Sheriff's Association to help recruit more people into what has become a difficult field to recruit people into. And uh, we're happy to help with that. We hope you can join us there. June 17th at the Chester Bird uh, American Legion in Golden Valley. It's going to be an outdoor gig, uh, 7 o'clock until dusk. There'll be a barbecue contest. There'll be all sorts of cool stuff going on. Fireworks after dusk, after we wrap up, plus some other cool contests, all for a great cause, trying to help create more sheriff's deputies because, good Lord, Hennepin County's going to need them. I mean... <sighs> got to give people Mary Moriarty, people to kick back onto the street. No, it's going to be a great cause, and we're looking forward to this event. So that's our next uh, show coming up here. Hope you can make time for that here. And it ties in with the episode, uh, all the episodes we've been talking about here today, because without, without public safety, commerce is impossible. I mean, businesses that are leaving downtown Minneapolis are saying, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, people are working from home. That's part of it. But the fact is the perception of public safety, they're careful to call it perception. But the reality is it's not safe as it used to be. And that's having a direct economic impact on downtown Minneapolis and on the tax base of the city and the county. So without public safety, prosperity is impossible. Without prosperity, democracy is impossible. I mean, in the basic sense, it's it's the difference between being a hunter-gatherer and, and having a community. But also just the, the fact that if people aren't prosperous, they start looking for other ways of running society. That's the last thing we want. Much more on that next week on the Northern Alliance. Thanks for tuning in. Jack Tomzak up next. God bless you all. God bless America. majority of women who come to Robbinsdale Women's Center feel overwhelmed, hopeless, and think abortion is their only way out of an unplanned or unwanted pregnancy. Hi, I'm Victoria, one of the patient advocates at Robbinsdale Women's Center. We provide information in a compassionate and non-judgmental way. We are a woman's best initial step as she processes her pregnancy options. Through counseling and ultrasound, many of these women realize that abortion is not their only option. For the moms and dads that choose life, Robbinsdale Women's Center provides parenting programs to help prepare them. On average, five women each week that are initially considering or being coerced to choose abortion instead choose life. This work is very challenging, but the rewards are life-changing. Your donations to RWC will help make more miraculous life decisions possible. Visit rwcinfo.org to donate. That's rwcinfo.org. Master Pool and Spa. Master Pool and Spa's huge warehouse sale. Save up to 33 to 66%. Come in and we'll prove to you we have the best products at the lowest possible price. Master Pool and Spa is Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. Drive a little and save a lot. Some of our clients have driven hundreds of miles because the deals are that good. Master Pool and Spa's huge warehouse sale. It only happens once a year. Save up to 33 to 66%. Free delivery and trade-ins welcome. 18-month interest-free financing. 
This is a limited time offer. Master Pool and Spa. Visit us today at 394 in Louisiana in St. Louis Park. Look for the big blue sign. Check us out online at masterpoolandspa.com. Masterpoolandspa.com. Or call us at 952-253-0665. That's 952-253-0665. Midwest Fence is the type of fence company your brother, your uncle, your cousin, or your neighbor would recommend because they, too, went with them for their fence and figured out pretty quickly Midwest was the obvious choice. Not only were the costs kept low because Midwest Fence is the largest fence company in the state and thus buys in bulk and passes the savings on to you, but just the fact that this company has vastly more experience with fences than anyone else gives a person a certain peace of mind. Folks, they've been at this since Truman was president. Driving down the road in Minnesota, you see the handiwork of Midwest fence all around you. And those people who went with Midwest will tell you it was hardly a difficult decision. You won't find a greater variety of design options, nor more down-to-earth people ready to work with you. Midwest fence, the ones your neighbors recommend. Learn more at MidwestFence.com. AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.